0: Welcome to The Naked Truth, real talk about West Coast Swing. My name is Deborah, And I'm Eric. And today we're excited to sit down with two of the most accomplished, celebrated, and influential West Coast Swing dancers in the history of our dance.
1: These two have been a successful partnership for nearly 20 years. They were the youngest couple to win the U.S. Open in an adult division, both at 18 years of age. And over the next 15 years, they dominated the classic division, winning 11 times. They each have 20 U.S. Open titles, and they are six-time Nasty Champions and multi-time Grand National Champions. At the UCWDC World's event, they were given the Star Award for the couple with the most impact on swing, and he won Best Swing Choreographer.
0: They have performed several times on film and television. They won Fox TV's 30 Seconds to Fame, appeared twice on CBS TV's Star Search, danced in the motion capture film Polar Express one America's best dance couple on ABC TV's Good Morning America, had principal roles in the movie Love and Dancing, and danced in the Leanne Rimes music video Swingin'. They travel 47 out of 52 weekends a year, performing, teaching, packed workshops, and judging. They also have choreographed for some of the top dancers in Latin, ballroom, salsa, bachata, and the Zouk world. They are certified teachers in the Golden State Dance Teachers Association, Event directors of Halloween Swing Thing, and the creators, choreographers, and directors of JT Swing Teams. Please welcome to the show, my good friends, Tatiana Molman and Jordan Frisbee. Hello. Hello.
2: What's up, guys? So glad it's to have nice you. On to the show. see you. You guys do that so well. Oh, boy. <laughs> I thought that was so
0: stressful. <laughs> I
1: did
2: to a computer
1: or something. It's, <laughs> So smooth, you made it easy by putting your bio on your website.
0: <laughs> <laughs> True story. Well, thank you for us to get us. Oh, I'm so glad that you're here. So, I'll get started with the first question How did you both get started in West Coast Swing?
2: Oh my gosh. Um, I feel like we've answered this so many times, I bet you people are bored of it, but we'll answer it again. I can, I can answer Jordan's
3: and he can answer mine. Um, <laughs> no, go ahead, but I'll do mine quick because it's um. It was actually pretty simple. Um, I'm sad to say this, but in the beginning, I did not like it. Um, But I'm also kind of a stubborn character, and I was in love with gymnastics. And I was like, when I'm in love with something, I just go 120% in. So um, I was all about gymnastics. My sisters got involved into West Coast Swing then they tried to get me to learn and I was kind of resistant. Um, but then I would learn the basics here and there. Finally, my mother, um, forced me to go to the U S open in 1995. Um, and all weekend I was kind of bored or I just was kind of more of a Kermit. I, I just a uh, hermit what they call it like my right? hermit. Um, and all I would do is talk to my sisters or dance with my sisters. Um, and then by Sunday, I, uh, I sat down in the back of the stairs where you always see my family, in the backdrop of the dance floor, and the juniors came up. And when I saw the juniors dance, I was like, "Okay, hold on here." And that's <laughs> what I just remember it clicking, and I'm like, "I could do this." And I was always like that. My mom would take me take me ice skating and watch ice skating, and I was like, "I can do that," you know. So it just I just remember that moment of that Sunday on junior division where it clicked for me. So then I started to kind of like it, and then I started to kind of open myself a little bit more. And then um, a couple months in, um, I became friends with Jordan. That's a, more for another question, but yeah, that that was the moment I remember going, "Okay, I'll, I'll I'll try." And then I started, of course, falling
1: in love with it. So, so you're not the first person who didn't like it when right. they first saw it.
2: <laughs> okay. Yeah, uh, we had
1: a few other guests who talked about that. I'm curious, though, like what were your impressions that you didn't care for it?
3: I don't, you know, it's so, so hard to go back to like, cause I was 12
1: yeah.
3: at that time. And so to go back to that feeling, I don't know. I think honestly, I was so focused on gymnastics that that's all I wanted to do. I wanted to be in, actually in the Olympics. Um, I was really focused on gymnastics. Um, I started when I was four and I was in like, I was going to level 10 at the time. So, um, it was like hardcore so i think that's what but then what's funny is when i saw the kids kind of like be a character and i lo- I always liked to perform a little bit because of what i was doing um i just related to the kids
0: and well, because I, you were younger then for sure yeah, yeah it easier for you
3: i think just maybe the adult thing i just felt too adult like i was right. like I don't relate to anything i, I don't relate mm-hmm. to the adults and, and that's why I, I we love right now this To this day, Jordan and I do a lot of, um, you know, for Phoenix, when they do a lot of junior classes or any events that do that, we're always willing to help out because the more juniors, I feel like it's just our, it it grows our dance and it's Mm -hmm. our next generation, you know? So I'm always, we're always about that because I relate to that feeling of going, oh, I have friends. Cool. Let's go, let's go dance and let's go learn more. And it just, um, yeah, but I don't, you know, honestly, Eric, I can't really pinpoint what the feeling was or what I didn't like about it because I
2: can't remember, to be honest with you.
0: By you, Jordan.
2: Um, I will just throw out there that if anyone has the old tapes, go back and watch Tatiana in '95. I think even '94, one day she was there with her family and she has a scowl the whole time. Sitting in the back on the stairs, (laughs) I've seen it. (laughs) Tatiana with dark hair, not blonde, dark hair. (laughs) Right. Um, She's like 12, but she looks maybe 30. (laughs) I looked older, (laughs) than I was Super old for her age. And yeah, you do see a change towards the end of that video. She's definitely more interested in watching Juniors. (laughs) That's funny. Um, You know, I started through through country line dancing, um, which seems like a lot of people got their start through country for West Coast. But my mom was doing line dancing with some of my family, and I totally thought it was corny. But I went with her on a family night, which was a, a Sunday, and it was like a family day where you could bring your kids on up into a certain hour. And they would teach line dancing. And I just remember not being into the clothes, not being into the music. The clothes? But the clothes. Like They dressed up. It was hats. It was right. boots. I was just like, there is no way I'm going to do this. I play sports. I'm first like peeking around the room to see if anyone I know is there. So I remember being so nervous someone's going to see me doing this dance with these people in cowboy hats I think 10 at the time um and then literally a pretty girl asked me to dance and I'm like what does that mean like I just saw line dancing so I didn't know that you could dance with a partner it just didn't even click and when when I said like I don't know what that is she kind of laughed and walked away and <laughs> that scene plays back in my head in slow motion over and over and over of like Oh my gosh. It just clicked. That, that moment of, I thought girls had cooties. We run away from girls at school. Oh wait, you want to dance with me in a closed position? What? Like just instantly, I remember running back to my mom and being like, how can I learn this? <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, you're line dancing. We're not partner dancing with little girls. <laughs> but, I mean, it was just that, that moment really clicks with me. Um, and then I just really took to line dancing. I just, I was a really short 10. I just remember being smaller than most 10 year olds. And so like getting into competitions and doing little line dance contests, I just stood out cause they thought I was like mm-hmm. some six year old prodigy when <laughs> I was really 10. Um, but I just remember, I remember loving the, the feeling. It was just kind of a different thing. I'd always played team sports. I'd never done something as a, as a soloist. Um, competing on my own and just kind of relying on my own skills and my own practice regimen. Like I used to really train for these little wine dance competitions. And that's just kind of what segue into Olivia Dasso asking me to Wesco Swing. And again, it was that moment where, what is this? And Olivia Dasso, who became my first dance partner um, and b- went on to become like a super famous salsa dancer. but um she was beautiful and asked me to dance. She said, "Do you want a West Coast?" And it was on my birthday. I think I just turned eleven, and I again, I'm like, "What's West Coast Swing?" And again, the look over the shoulder, and the laugh, and the walk away, like, <laughs> "Sorry." And I just remember, like, "Oh my gosh, I need to learn West Coast Swing now." And so that that changed my life. And the rest is history. I
3: think it's so cute yep. that he ended up being dance partners with her.
2: Mm-hmm. And
3: at that moment, I don't even know who you are. She walks away. He wants to get into West Coast Swing, and then. Yep. She- later or
2: one year later yeah one almost less than a year okay almost less than a year he like i was partners 11 at 95 dancing my first u.s open with so her cute I mean, mm-hmm. it was a cute dance too i saw it <laughs>
3: <laughs> you you home. <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> so then at what point uh yeah. do you two meet and then how do you become dance partners
2: so um i had i had just done my first jack and jill this was now my second junior Jack and Jill going to Buddy's Worlds, Buddy Schwimmer's Worlds yeah, and competition, and Tatiana was entering her first juniors Jack and Jill.
3: I was I only been dancing for I don't know six months maybe.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Sorry. I'd never met her. Um, I met her on the floor. Um, they they have all the guys line up. They bring out all the girls. They okay. line them up in front of us. I just remember. Again, this 30-year-old woman that's head and shoulders me, walking up to me, and I'm like, um, I thought this was a junior contest. <laughs> you thought that was 30 years old. She never, she never grew up, but she was this height at age 11. It's just, it blows my mind. And so I'm looking up at this girl, and I'm like, how do I draw the one girl I've never seen before? <laughs> Out of this whole contest, it's all the Schwimmer kids, it's Jess gets James, it's the whole Jumpstart team. Right. Um, but I line up in front of Tatiana, and so sure enough, like we're arm in arm waiting to dance, and I'm just looking at her, and I'm like, okay, so. At one point, I'm going to shoot you out and I'm going to wave my hand up and down.
3: Like, we're like smiling like this, like, hey, before they call us out. And he goes, okay, at one point. Uh, he's, like, I'm, I'm going to do the Merlin. Me. And
2: when I put my hand up, you're going to body run. Calling <laughs> <laughs> out all these moves. Um, I mean, we were we were so nervous and I was just so nervous because I'm dancing with a woman. And I, I was like, even though she says yes. I asked her my age and she's asked her my age and she's three months older than me or four months older than me. I thought it was hilarious. But um, but we ended up winning that Jack and Jill. And that was a big um that was again like it, I had just started. It was Tatiana's first Jack and Jill. We were dancing against all these like to us seasoned veterans, even though they're like eleven and twelve, but they've been dancing since five. And so we just we really bonded in that moment. Our families met, um we really connected that weekend and we became really good friends from that point on, right away. Yeah.
3: I think we were, we were shocked of how, of what a connection we had from like literally going from hello, nice to meet you, shake the hand, to mm-hmm. dancing on the floor for maybe 10 minutes, winning, and we are just like, wait, what just happened? You know, it was just pretty cool, and the cool thing is, um, Lorene, uh, Lorreen, excuse me, Lori Schwimmer forced the mm-hmm. Jack and Joe, like, forced me, I remember sitting in the ballroom, and I'm like, I've been dancing for like five months, I don't want to do anything, she's like, you're a junior, you're going to dance, like, I just met the swimmers. Like, I was just like, I'm so confused. Um,
0: and so thank you, Laurie. Laurie's got a lot of influence and buddy too, on, on a lot of our careers and the path they've taken and we end up dancing with and how we've progressed in the dance. Um, so, you know, leading into that, who would you say influenced you as dancers, but also as dance professionals?
3: Um, Wayne and Charlotte popping my head, major 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 influence. For
2: I'll, me. I'll go first, just really quick. Um, Ricardo Cortez. Oh my goodness. That's who used nice. to be married to Lisa. Um, it was Lisa Cortez. Now Lisa Schwab. Um, she, um, they, they found me at a country bar and they asked me to join Blazing Boots, which was their country team. So that was my my first like real connection to like let's learn partner dancing. They were my first teachers. Um, Lisa was my first private lesson ever, um, to be a part of the team, you had to take a minimum number of hours of weekly classes. Um, that was just kind of a part of your monthly dues and then a part of being on the team. So that was the big like push for me to take it serious and to go. And then, um, from there I joined, um, I did an audition with buddy and Lori for jumpstart. And so I was kind of dancing country, but I was just kind of transitioning into West Coast as the dance that sticks out to me. That's the one I really love. And so Buddy was kind of the first one to then choreograph a routine for me, partner me with Olivia, um, kind of push me into the the deep end with all these like young junior US Open champions mm-hmm. to be a part of this team that was, I mean, we practiced hard. I mean, we we trained like it just right away that switch. I just remember from from doing this for fun on Sundays to to joining Buddy and Lori's team, it was just a click of, oh, this is just like, this is just like sports. This is just like baseball or volleyball. Like we're taking this serious. It's not just a, a weekend activity. Uh-huh. Um, but, you go it, with your influ- but
3: continue with your influence.
2: It goes, I mean, it goes on from there. Um, when I started partnering with Jessica, Jessica had had um, a history with Wayne and Charlotte. And so mm-hmm. Wayne and Charlotte were, our first choreographers when I partnered with Jessica and Wayne and Charlotte were mentors for me. That was the big impact that, that changed my outlook on dance that, that, that really kind of moved me into, is this going to be a profession? What would I do with this? If it was a profession, um, just kind of like holding our hand along the way from age 12, all the way to 17 or 16. Um, From everything, just from mentors in how to be professionals, just from coaching us how to love the dance, how to respect the dance, um, just so many things that we refer to to this day in our social dancing, in our teaching, in our business life, Mm -hmm. the like, just so many life lessons. Um, I had great parenting, I had amazing parents, I have amazing parents. But, um, but Wayne and Charlotte took on another role as parents in the dance world and like your dance parents. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's funny. Like, I wonder, I I hope that that young couples have that experience because I don't know what my career would be like without having someone guide you. And when, when it all changes, like at 13, when someone says, Hey, would you want to teach? And you're like, no way like teach. I can't even talk to adults and look them in the eye. Like like you just start to think like, how would I control a room? And so that transition of like, are we going to make this jump? Am I going to really start teaching? And I mean, that's a, that's a whole other podcast. I mean, we'll probably get to that (laughs) in some other questions, but um, Wayne and Charlotte had such an impact just um, in the way we look at, at everything, planning for retirement, planning for my future. Mm -hmm. Um, At age 15, when you're thinking of just the here and now, how Mm -hmm. to start thinking ahead. Like it was just unreal, the the foresight that he had and the things that he said that you would think would go like over our head. They stuck and they make such an impact today that I'm constantly quoting him and then just kind of laughing or smiling to myself of like, gosh, that really stuck with me Mm -hmm. through all these years.
0: Yeah, Wayne was a great mentor. Charlotte, too. both they both were. But I, I know that Wayne was really important to you, especially yeah Uh, jordan yeah he was like daddy big brother all those things mixed up in one for 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 dancing and and not just teaching but also life yes
2: true and also a dance idol so that's yes that's what was so cool is that we still like they were still like these were the unattainable pros that like you're not supposed to be in their living room getting choreography like like you're not supposed to be going to a barbecue with them you watch them on vhs like you steal their moves you practice all these things you take their workshops but like to have that connection with a local couple it was so beneficial to us yes yeah i agree I mean, for the question, I love what you, I love
3: what Jordan was saying. I'm just like, oh. Well, who,
0: who influenced you as a dancer, not just a dancer, but also as a dance professional? Um, mm-hmm.
3: So definitely Wayne and Charlotte, as I was saying earlier. Right. Um, but I, I mean, just going from the beginning, before when I was 13, I was partners with Parker Dearborn um, for two years. So my mom would drive me um, every weekend. I think because you know there was at the time everyone's surprised there was maybe 10 weekends a year
0: 10 days right. a year right
3: 10. not sure. like 200 now anyways
0: but yeah. so was totally. way
3: but so we had a lot of free weekends um and my mom would drive me to San Diego and I feel like Michael Kim was was an amazing um role model for me and mm-hmm. um he also I just loved his professionalism he helped us train but what I loved about him in the very beginning was Parker and I were just like Okay, we need help us choreograph. And Martin uh, Michael's like, hey, "You got this." I'll come back in two hours. And we're like, "What?" And he's like, "No, no, no." We're like thirteen. We're like, "We don't know what the heck we're doing." And then we're like, "Okay." So we would try to put things together. He'd come back and go, "No, no, no." Okay, and then fix it and go, "Okay, I'll be back in another hour." Like, so he kind of let us be our own selves, and mm-hmm. it was really cool what he did. He didn't just go like, "Do what I say." Um, but then he would fix it. So I really respect him and always want to thank him for that. Um, and then after that, when I was part with Shiloh, um, uh, Sonny Watson was helping us a lot and he was dating my sister at the time. And so it was really easy and, um, I have a lot of respect for Sonny. And so I just respected him as a teacher. And so that was really helpful. Um, but now when it comes to like, now that's just helping me, guiding me through the way. And then Debbie Ramsey also helped me um, right. when I was younger yeah. as well. But now if I go over to like what inspired me, I would literally sit and we would have our dances called memories. I know everyone knows about that on Sunday nights. And I would obsessively watch Marianne Nunez and Charlotte Pott. like Potts. Yeah. Anytime they were on the floor, I would sit and want to watch them and learn from them. So I feel like they were a huge influence in what I wanted myself to be. I loved how musical and literally to the T Marianne Nunez is and how she kept everything so small yet it was impactful, impactful.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: and um, Charlotte definitely was musical as well, but she was so smooth and she bent the slots and the way she flowed. I, I was like, okay, if I could be, I, w- I want to be both. Like I want to combine them and right. be their baby. Um, <laughs> 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 that was um literally that's years and years and years of wanting to be them. And then of course becoming um friends with Wayne and Charlotte. Um we became really close like Jordan said we were having barbecues with them. I really respected both of them, wanted and um, admired their relationship, um admired how classy Charlotte was and so just growing up bo- both Wayne and Charlotte were a huge huge influence in my life um artistically and professionally. So And then, of course, throughout the years, your peers become like, your you know, everyone, you know, your peers, you look around and you're like, I admire all my peers and friends and stuff like that. But that's like what I remember growing up and being the most impactful.
1: Right. Those people. What do you think made you both so successful, both as a partnership and as professionals? Like, what did you learn from Wayne and Charlotte and others that has helped you be so prominent in our dance
2: world?
3: Don't air your dirty laundry. (laughs)
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. so <laughs> that was one. That was definitely one. Um because we we went through those struggles um breaking up as a as a romantic couple and stick mm-hmm. partnership
3: We're
2: broken up. News Surprise. <laughs> um, so, you know, um they they took us from the ground up. I mean, I can't I can't skip over skippy because I, I don't won know. an intensive for teachers training at a really young age. And what's funny is I had a lot of people, a lot of people tried to talk me out of going and I think maybe they thought I was too young or they just thought it'd be over my head. But I remember winning this intensive and I mean, these intensives cost, I don't know, three, four $500. They were so many hours. They were sometimes a week long and it had a, it was like to come this summer or something. And she said, you know, there'll be no expiration date on this. So when you decide you're serious about it, if you don't feel that way at the moment, I'm not going to force you to do it, but if you want to take this, I mean this certificate is good for as long as as you hold on to it. And and I remember like at 13 it was the first time I was asked to teach and I I declined and I didn't even know what that meant, but when it started to grow and I started to get asked more and we started to think, well man, we should maybe start to dip our toe in this, we knew we had to learn because we had to. And
3: Jordan's saying we, by the way, you
2: and Jessica. Jessica and I, yeah. Just so
3: you know, because um, Jordan and I were not. Um,
2: we weren't dancing together until we were seventeen. Sort of so
3: clarify.
2: So yeah, so it was just that that transition of we really want to know what we're doing before we we get out there. So 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 taking those intensives early on and Skippy treating me especially, but then also me and Jessica and then Tatiana down the road as adults and training us. Um, you know, it's it's great that you guys are naturals. The whole world isn't a natural. How are you going to break down what you do? How are you going to explain yourself? And so, and then how are you going to command a room of adults who are thinking my kids are older than you? Mm -hmm. So there were, there were so many things spinning in our head from learning the dance and understanding what we were doing, but then also Wayne and Charlotte kind of always cluing into what's it going to be like to handle a contract? Um, what, what does it mean to be a professional? Um, You know, the fact that your word is your bond and you have to have integrity, that down the road, people are going to make entire events based around you. And how reliable are you going to be? Are you going to show up? Um, Are you going to be on time? Just all these little things that they seem like common sense, but in an artistic world, it's easy to just get a pass. Oh, dancers, they're artists or they're musicians or whatever it is. Um, They just really stressed the the importance of you being a professional and that people will always love you for your dance side, but you know, you only get to make one reputation. And so that, that really stuck with, with me early on, um, probably with you as well. well I'm,
3: good,
2: But, um, just hearing all these things early on in our careers, it's like, if I wasn't ready to handle all this, I shouldn't be out there professional. Right. And even if it sounds funny from the age 13 to 15, that was like my learning period. Well, if this is actually going to be something, I remember teaching my first workshop weekend, it was 13 and getting hired at my first event. Oh, sorry, it was 15. So those two years were my time to, well, then I got to start educating myself and I got to start paying more attention when he, Wayne talks to me about a contract and I'm just kind of like, that's something I'll just hand to my parents. But but that wasn't the case. I had to learn all this stuff. And so taking that time, I remember that transition was a really big step. Um, and a lot of people saying, you know, it's going to change for you when you do this, just remember why you fell in love with this and having to really decide, is this something that I really think I'm going to stick with, even if it does impact the way I feel about this dance down the road, when it becomes a job. Um, but gosh, how amazing would it be to have a career doing something Something that you you love, Yeah, you know, you hear that a lot on Instagram, and you hear that in motivational speakers uh, today. But I didn't hear that a lot as a kid. I didn't really think that was ever the Option. goal. Find find what you love and then make it your profession. I never heard those words once. Mm. It was it was you should be this, you should be this, you should be this. Um, teachers telling you, you know, like you look like you're made out to be this. I, I could just it never seemed to be so open to like taking that risk
0: but wayne taught you that you could do
2: that yeah he did and he he really taught me too that you know i loved business um i mean i loved business i loved
3: you took that in college
2: yeah yeah so i was a business major in college and entrepreneurship but i um but i loved how i could blend the two Mm -hmm. so i could still practice business and the experience that we were getting I mean fast forward now to 18 or 19 when I'm in college and I'm taking these college courses in entrepreneurship but I'm thinking my gosh there's nothing like the experience I'm getting right now running my business and I'm explaining these things to my teachers when they're like why are you always gone why are you (laughs) always (laughs) you were not just in Germany last weekend we don't believe you and I'm like no I was and this is what's happening and trying to convince
0: them to understand right
2: yeah that this experience this life experience is making such an impact on what i'm trying to learn here in class um it was huge and you know it was a it was these are just all the things that i remember um being being like that that turning point where you have to decide are are you going through with your college degree are you going through with With are you gonna keep dancing? Are you doing the next US Open? Like just are you quitting volleyball? Like these are all these things that come to come to a head, and now you have to decide like how much does West Coast Swing mean to you? And West Coast Swing won overall. Over any of the other choices, I remember knowing that we would be doing this a lot longer than I'd be playing volleyball. Yeah. And so it was the right decision.
0: But you still finished and got your college
2: degree. Yeah, well, you know, I got I didn't. I didn't finish. Finish. I. I got. Um, I was in my junior year. I think. I was in my junior year when I. So I got my AA. Mm-hmm. I was in my junior year, and we had just started traveling overseas so much that at that point, I literally was falling asleep in class. Um, landing on Monday at six and going to class at eight. I just remember that being like the most oh. intense schedule, and. Like I'd had a scholarship, like I didn't want to lose that. And yet I couldn't balance both it and it got to the point, And I mean, and I had like one side note, there was, there was one professor that I had such a huge paper due on Monday after Thanksgiving weekend, <laughs> I mean, I'm 18 doing my first adult classic division and this professor's like, oh, and, and a dance contest is going to get in the way of this. And I'm like, you don't understand, but I literally, I I can't do both. I can't, I I won't have it ready. And he's, and, and I just remember him saying, you bring in a first place trophy and I'll give you an extra week. If not, don't (laughs) go to class on Monday.
0: Did he really say
2: that? He said that. Wow. And that was back when they gave you the leather jacket, the ring and the trophy. And I do remember walking into class like jacket on, like another jacket. Like I was Deion Sanders high stepping and I put that trophy down on his desk and it, like, it was hilarious. But then it's also just like a snap back into reality because like the teacher's like, congratulations one more week. But then I turn around, I look back to the class and they're like, loser, sit down.
0: <laughs> no, they didn't. But,
2: like they're like, we hate you. Like, no, they were upset because they're all turning in their papers and they all look, stressed as hell. And they think I just had like the easiest weekend of my life. I just danced my way to another week. It wasn't that whatsoever. But, um, I just remember like these things were coming up and I'm just like, I need to make a decision because I was starting to burn the candle at both ends. And I couldn't, I couldn't keep everything up. And I knew that this was, this was my, my entrepreneurship. This was my business major. This was my, my passion. And so at, at a certain point, I just had to choose that You know, this college will be there. And someday if I want to go finish, I can. But this opportunity, it's here. It's now I'm taking it.
0: So, look, you both because you just proved that uh, by having that first place trophy on your uh, professor's desk, um, that you both work. um, You both have incredibly good work ethic and you work incredibly hard and you're amazingly um, disciplined at what you do. Um, So what is your day to day life? you know, look like, and how do you manage all of that? Because you I'm, I'm sure, you know, you do other things like go to the gym and do things to take care of yourself and go to the movies and do things that are, you know, for life. So how do you manage everything that you do, both of you? Because it's a lot.
3: Take a lot of naps. <laughs> <laughs> no. That's um, great
0: advice. Thank you. <laughs>
3: yeah. Honestly, like,
0: I feel, um
3: I mean, even just hearing Jordan explain that story, you can tell the kind of character he is, right? The hardworking man that he is. Um, mm-hmm. I felt I learned a lot of that from him. Um, I felt I learned a lot from Wayne and Charlotte, like we said earlier. Right. Um, Wayne did pass away way too young, um, and so that was hard. But like Jordan, literally grasped all that, and I feel like Jordan's such a hard worker. And I'm kind of, if everyone, if you guys know me right now, I'm a free spirit, like supply. Um, and so I can kind of get distracted by things where Jordan kind of brings me back to home. And I feel like when Jordan maybe might get a little too serious, I kind of go, hey, dude, chill, relax. And we yeah, have a yeah. really good, like, yin
0: yeah,
3: yeah. yin yang. Yeah. yeah, definitely. It's really interesting, especially now these days where, let's say, Jordan gets tired and doesn't like needs to like rest a day. I'm gonna work on the computer on the website and whatever. And let's just say I don't want to do anything. He's in the, it's it's a, we don't even talk about it. I'm like, what did you do today? He's like, I've been doing emails all day today. When I didn't do anything all day. And then like when he's on, he's kind of chilling out, which is really rare for him to chill out because his mind's always go go go. But <laughs> when he has those moments of chilling out, or watching a movie with his with his fiance and stuff, I'm like go go go. It's it's the weirdest thing that. Because we talk like you 10 learn, times a day, so I know everything that
2: we do. You but learn a balance over it's time. It's really interesting. And what's funny is is also the influence we have on each other. Yeah. So, you know, like, when I can look back to how it was when we were just starting our professional careers at 18 to, like, fast forward to now at 35, like, I created the monster in Tatiana. <laughs> so now I don't have to be the monster. <laughs> That's <not> so true. <laughs> like, the arc of our competitive career, like, she was so relaxed down to the very last open where she's the stressed one, where she's the obsessive, where she's manic, <laughs> listening to the music constantly calling me at 2 AM saying, let's change this. And like, we we had this it's go- reverse. And oh, so, funny. so you, you kind of know in your partnership, like how to fill those those yes. voids and those gaps and kind of balance each other out.
3: So having each other has helped us, I feel,
2: discipline each other. true. Um, so
0: Would you say that the two of you have influenced each other off the dance floor too, like how you manage
2: things that you do in life? Of course. Yeah, of course. And, you know, I mean, just to go back to our day to day, um, I mean, I will defend Tatiana. She likes to say she's not she's a little more of a free spirit, but gymnastics really drilled um, practice into her. Mm-hmm. and the amount of hours you spend. So, yeah, like, it wasn't difficult for me to convince her to put those hours in. Right. I mean, she she was used to that. And I went to school. Me from sports and her from gymnastics, all you just, day, yeah. you had these all-day sessions. You go to class all day, you practice all night. In the summer, we didn't have summers. A lot of times it was off-season for our sport or for her gymnastics. And so we were used to grinding it out since we were, mm-hmm. I mean, five, four, and five years old. So... Um, that discipline definitely translated for us. Um, what's interesting about our day-to-day life now is when, when we were starting, it felt like you worked your 40-hour weekend within three days. So you went away for your event, you did your full work week, but then during the week, it was pretty relaxed. We we had lots of days off. We We obviously practiced in those days, but the demand for booking flights and for emails and just all the new things that have developed now that this community, the business, everything has expanded. Um, nowadays, every day is a work day. Right. You you land from a trip and it's right to work. Mm-hmm. Um, you're you're answering emails on the road. Um, you're a constant travel agent. You're constantly doing emails, constantly booking, um, handling visas for overseas travel. We do our website. I mean. Website, social media, marketing—it's to the point. Nonstop. Have to. We have to have secretaries, and we have help now. And Mm -hmm. it's. But nowadays, our the entrepreneur life of like wake up, and whoever's whoever woke up first has messaged the other person like the tasks of the day.
3: Like I'm not even joking. We talk ten times a day. I'm like. And it's
2: constant. Yeah, it's constant back and forth. It's phone calls and text messages. And I mean, I'm either waking up to. Like Tatiana was super jet lagged. And so I wake up to like 50 daunting tasks and I'm like, oh my (laughs) gosh, how are you awake already? Um, or it's the vice versa. And you know, and then it's just so funny how it used to be that I'd be like, Todd, Todd, what the hell? Todd, where are you? Todd, hello, Todd, Irene, where's Tatiana (laughs) like calling her sisters. But now, nowadays it's like two text messages and one of us hasn't heard from the other person and it's like all caps. We're Where are you? <laughs> Where the hell are you? I need answers, and I need them now. Um, All caps. The so the the business dynamic it's it's, pretty good. it's constant because you know people want they need answers. Yep. Every event is on their own schedule. They have their own demands. They have their own deadlines. Um,
3: but we delegate though too. I mean, I, I feel like for partnerships, if you guys are willing, you know, you're wanting to stick together and go further with your business, one has one assignment and the other has another, another assignment. Like if we're going to both take care of the same thing, we're wasting time. Mm -hmm. So So we have our own true. And
2: we got smarter, certain things better. Like we have our, our Mm set, and you know, me trying to force Tatiana to do emails was foolish. So it felt unfair (laughs) if I was doing a hundred emails and asking her to do them, but then looking over her shoulder and saying, Oh, I, I actually would rather you do it this way. But then like, Tatiana had this crazy knack for coding, which she never knew she would and working on websites and then for, for booking all travel and then memorizing seat charts and seat maps and booking codes. And so it's like, Oh my gosh, you know the code of the coach class ticket you're booking. And I thought it's just coach. You're like, no, but a Q gets us full mileage and a C right. gets us. like, so Tatiana's mind knowing that like B gets she's our travel agent, like she does our bookings and, so, like, we just started to divide roles, and that, that was something we learned over many years. But it's definitely something now that makes our business work a lot smoother.
0: Yeah, I think it's important that, you know, when you're a couple, and meaning your are partner, dance partnership, it's business. You both have to have your roles. When one tries to do everything, it never works out. Yeah, you know, sure. when, yeah, when Robert and I were together, I was the one that booked everything, and I was the one that, you know, took care of the contracts, and and then he had, would be the the you know looking at the booking codes and all that stuff to know that don't book that one because that doesn't give you a lot of miles. Yeah. Uh, that, but that's what makes a successful partnership. But you guys also uh, what was great about your partnership is that a lot of people don't understand is that you started out as friends, right? Then you became romantically involved, and then and then you break up, and you're still. I don't. I haven't seen anyone that's handled that the way you guys have you're like the best of friends for each other like you have each other's back you know no matter what and i think it's great and it's a testament to how much you love each other i think it's awesome to see. thank you like my Mm -hmm.
3: bestest. i think he knows me more than i know myself i cannot Mm -hmm. lie to him i cannot lie to him like i I do i'll say (laughs) she tries like (laughs) like, go to the gym today i go yeah he goes, No, you didn't. I'm like, damn it. Like, okay, right, now I'm gonna go. It's
2: if a- you've ever seen Curb Your Enthusiasm, yes. where David just kind of stares and then he stares a little longer and he stares a little longer. And they play that weird song in the background. I just I can just do that stare to Tatiana oh, and she cracks. <laughs> I
0: crack.
2: And you just like, get like flipped off and she storms out or something like that. But, Not that far, but- <laughs> um no, you know, we we developed that friendship from that first Jack and Jill on, um that friendship changed into oh my gosh like we had feelings for each other i think at 15 Uh and we dated for three and a half years um through dating while dancing with different dance partners Mm -hmm. to deciding our last year in juniors to become a dance partnership um, winning our first us open together our last year in juniors and then moving into adults um, winning our first adult division in the classic together still dating I mean, those were all just really special moments to share together. Sure. And so that's that moment where you're feeling just like you're on top of the world. Your career is going perfect and we're at the height of our career is what we think. And, you know, we, we, we break up right? like we're, we're it's not working. Uh, we break up and just your world comes crashing down. It's, it's October. It's, a month before the open, a month and a half, you're, you're, you're fighting already because of the stress of the open, but now you're fighting because you're breaking up. Um, that was a really tough time, and that definitely it definitely pushed us. Um, it challenged us. There were many times where we thought it wasn't worth it. I remember just there were so many little signs because we broke up, and then we booked Star Search. Mm-hmm. and We're like, my gosh. And then we book Star Search, and they look at us, and they're like, "Oh my gosh, you guys are a couple, right?" You were
3: on, well, you were on Thirty Seconds of Fame, and you guys were so cute. Are you guys still together? And we're like, we yeah. were, we were like this. Yes, we are. <laughs> <laughs> they lied. Cause we're like, they're like, it's so cute. And we're like, you can just tell go that's with, just what go they with it,
2: yeah. just go with it. I mean, meanwhile, my girlfriend's watching with her family, like, what the hell? <laughs> that was an awkward conversation down the road when they all watch it live. But um But you know, it's just like there were so many signs like you guys should work this out, and yet we were ending practices, driving our separate ways, not speaking. Um you know, Robert, Robert and Lorene, I remember hearing from Robert about some of the things he went through with his um romantic relationship with Lorene splitting and having to keep that a secret and how, how bad it could be, how you'd walk you'd walk onto the dance floor and you'd nail a perfect performance and you'd walk backstage and you'd like toss each other's hand away and walk separate ways. You wouldn't speak all weekend and then you'd walk out on that floor and it was all smiles and you had to put on that front and that felt very fake to us, but it was, it was what we had to get through
3: as we learned from Wayne. Yeah. Just area
2: dirty laundry. And you guys have to make the decision. Is it worth it? If it is, then, then, then fight through it. So we definitely had those moments where it wasn't worth it. And our family even telling us, you know, guys, this just, this isn't a quality of life that, um, that you're going to want to live moving forward. But, But we still like, you know, we like it was hilarious. We had a kiss choreographed into our routine (laughs) that next year and we had broken up. We scrapped the routine just because of the kiss. We go to we choreograph a whole other routine like three weeks before. We're like, this is stupid and it's horrible. We go back to the old routine. We had to do the kiss Oh my gosh, the things we would say to each other after that kiss, like you're not even a good kisser. <laughs> I have to yeah. do this for a year. Yeah, you kiss yeah. off time. Like <laughs> the stupidest things ever that we would argue about. But um But you know, people would come up to us and like, gosh, your guys' chemistry. It's so amazing to watch a, a young couple that's together. Like they still thought we were together. Mm-hmm. And
3: well, we didn't we, want we, them to know at the open that we weren't together because we had a kiss in it, and then
2: yeah, that would we be just, just didn't to, want other things proof. to cloud the uh-huh. moment and yet what did stick with us is people talking about our chemistry mm-hmm. and we didn't feel it was there anymore because we hate each other's guts at the time.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, we were starting to date
2: others and that was very, there, there's just no break. You break up on a Wednesday, you're in a hotel room on Friday. There is right. no separation of time. It's hard. And there's been other girlfriends where I break up and I don't see them again ever. Right. Like That's mm-hmm. maybe how normal people do it. I don't know, but for us it was break up on Wednesday and then room together on Friday and have to teach workshops and perform and put on that smiley face. And so that was tough, but, you know, working through that and constantly hearing the stuff about chemistry and, and, and then we started to realize, you know, this is, this is something that it's worth it.
3: Let's be smart about it and be business about it. And then Mm -hmm. it kind of started getting better. And then just a recommendation. We never, got back together if you know what I mean after once we broke up we were done
0: right because some people like
3: to kind of like try it again let's try it again yeah yeah yeah. and we were just like no this is it let's go business throughout and I think that was the best thing for us that's why how we could be such best friends and we're literally brother and sister now you know we love each other like family Mm -hmm. so
1: yeah well and you both have had relationships outside of the partnership um and even outside of the west coast swing world um like your fiance jordan what has the experience been like just because uh, we talked about this with Katie, how she said, you know, being a dance professional, is very demanding of your time. Um, and she talked about how she kind of scaled back when she got married and had kids. But you guys are on the road all the time. So what's that like to try and have relationships while you're pursuing your careers? And what have you learned about making those relationships work?
3: Okay, well, um, I'm divorced, so I don't know <laughs> if I am the best person to give some advice, so I'm going to pass along you
1: to, to Jordan. Well, but you've also, I imagine, learned from that experience, right? I, I mean, you had first. the experience, and you, you got to the point where you were married, so something was working.
3: And we're still friends. Like, we get along, actually. We're, we're friends and everything, but it is hard. I, I, I think, honestly, I think it's harder for a woman than a man, and I'm going yes. to say this this way, because... I'm 36 and now I should be thinking about having kids and maybe pop, if I wanted them. And, and this is where a man who doesn't dance goes, okay, where's, where's the kids? If he was a dancer, he'd be like, I understand. Cause what you do for a living. But if I'm dating a non dancer, they, you know, the cycle of life, you know, at mm-hmm. through your mid thirties, it's time to think about family and children. And then, So for us, I can't, it's hard for me to take nine months off for me in my brain right now. That's why I'm saying it's hard for me as a woman, because I have to take time off while I'm pregnant when Jordan and I want to do shows because we get hired to do shows all over the world. And as you see our routines, they're not the easiest routines. So it's hard for me to take that time off. We're like, now I know Lottie's a dancer, so it's going to be also hard. But like if Jordan was dating a non-dancer, she could stay home and have a baby, you know, so I don't know.
0: I just, that's why I, I think the other, the other part to understand too, is if even, even just not the baby part. If you're, if you're in the, the community and in the industry and you're d- dating someone who's not, they, they don't understand our life. It's hard for them yeah. to understand that we spend, you know, all this time, like dancing with all of these, like say as a woman with all of these men. And they're like, wait a minute, how you, you dancing with all these men. And like, like they don't want to like, you know, they're not groping. Like it's hard to, for people to understand. So of it's course. not even just the kid thing, right? Jealousy
3: for any. I, I mean, mean, even you know, any relationship. There's jealousy out there. You I mean, <laughs> know, I
2: I dealt with that because I I dated a girl who wasn't a dancer um, for three years, and that was um, that was challenging. It was we were younger, and so her family's impact on her mind and her take on things was tough because. She danced, she was a she was a solo dancer, and so she understood somewhat, but her her family and their religion and all these things were playing an impact and just kind of always in the back of her mind. And we were young, but so not to say that was the reason, but it did have an impact. I mean, I, I do think it's easier to to date someone. I think it's perfect. Me and Larissa, we we're in the dance world, but we're in different dance worlds. Right. Slee Hearn could do, um, they, they dance West coast swing, but that's not their profession. Their profession is Brazilian Zouk. And so they understand the the exact, yeah, they understand the lifestyle. And so, but we had to, you know, when you like, we dated long distance for a while, she was in Australia. I was here. Um, when she moved here, even still living together in the same home, you're still not living together because we're both traveling like crazy. And so Um, To make a relationship work, you have to, every couple has different boundaries. And what are those rules? I mean, like one of our boundaries was two weeks apart is the most we're ever going to go. Right. We were going to make that a hard rule. Like that was non-negotiable, whether we're going to have to meet up somewhere overseas or whether we're going to have to say no. And that was just because we realized where that stretch was, where we were starting to feel disconnected or, Mm -hmm. you know, like – FaceTime only works so long. Like you're just constantly struggling. My w- my, my, my my bit, 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 bit. <laughs> like this horrible Wi-Fi, I'm in middle of nowhere, like holding the phone up like the Verizon guy. Oh my
0: gosh. You made me snort, Jordan. It's just not right.
2: It's just insane. So, you know, I don't know, like I think all relationships are a challenge and we've both learned a lot through our relationships and over time, but I know that right now what feels so great is that, you know, we have so many things in common and yet like we don't share the same little space, the same little world. Um, so that's nice. I mean, we, we influence each other's worlds. We mm-hmm. we get to step outside of our world and you
3: respect jump into theirs too. Which is sorry, you respect. True. I feel like you really respect what she does and her and was and Zoo, excuse me, and she really respects Wesco Swing and what you do. They have a mm-hmm. they have a beautiful like relationship. They respect each other very much. It's very mm-hmm.
2: thank you, yeah.
3: but
0: yeah, I, I like uh, Leti so a lot. Yeah, She's a good so, egg.
2: I obviously do too.
0: Yeah, thank God <laughs> you did the right thing. So, so even yeah. though you turned the box upside down, <laughs> I couldn't resist. I'm so that's sorry. Like, <laughs>
2: <laughs> Why I share the details with you, Deborah? <laughs> <I don't. laughs> you know, getting engaged isn't the tough thing, but rehearsing the proposal—like that's U.S. Open stress. <laughs> <I'll tell you laughs> it's, it's a little bit of—it's the same butterflies. I haven't had that in a few years, and and definitely that that same feeling. That's very funny,
1: but. Well, you um so speaking of the stress of getting ready for something, um and and all the travel, I remember by the way, I saw you both at Budafest two years ago, three years ago. And I remember I was coming up from the ballroom at midnight and you both we bumped into each other in the hallway, and you both were on your way to the gym. Um <laughs> so uh that was like a sneak peek for me, like, wow, you guys train serious hard. Um and I know you train hard And you've also continued to develop yourselves as dancers over the years. Um, It's been cool to watch you both evolve your dancing. And one of the things we talk about on this show with people um, and questions that we've gotten from others is like, how do you go about improving? Right. Obviously, taking classes is one thing or workshops. Um, We talked about, you know, uh, uh, practicing by yourself. But I'm curious how you two train, cross train. And keep pushing your own dancing. Um, you know, for a lot of us, we, we go to people like you and Deborah um, to get feedback and, and instruction. Where do you all get the input for improving your own dancing?
2: Um, so there's a lot of parts to that. Um, just to touch on the gym really quick, that's just the thing that keeps us sane, and that's the routine that we do at home. And so wherever we're at in the world, if we can find a gym, it just, it's that steady thing that just gives us that feeling of routine we'll get our bed every night. But, but I will find a gym even one time in, when Budapest wasn't in the beautiful intercontinental, when it was in a small venue, it's first or second year, um, they took me to a gym and it was a guy's basement. Like it was hilarious at, but it was necessary. Mm-hmm. They're like We'll take you to the gym. I'm like, this is someone's house and he had a cash register in there and he was running a gym. But um, (laughs) the gym, wherever it is, um,
3: I have a trainer that I work with. Um, I just did today. It's um, we started this interview at one. I went at 11. Um, He kicks my butt. His name is Gabe Sanchez. And so, yeah, I I have a trainer, but um, it helps me. It pushes me.
2: So, I mean, the gym is is just one aspect that that keeps us it keeps us sane, but it also keeps us healthy. And, you know, the dance is and over time just became more athletic. Um, we felt that athletic strain and you feel the strain of age. And how are you going to keep that fountain of youth going? Just thinking back to the times of being kids and like a stretch was walk into the room, like dust off your shoes and maybe pretend to touch your toes and be like, let's go. Compared to like the regimen now to keep ourselves like put together. It's just insane. But um, the, the way that we developed our dance and, for one, we, um, we always had coaching. Um, and that was really hard for us because we were super private in, in our process, in our choreography, um, keeping things a secret before we premiered at the U S open or wherever it was. We were just always, we loved that element of surprise and we thought it brought another dynamic to, to the event, to the ballroom as well. Um, that premiere weekend. I just remember buzzing on it when I was a kid going to the U S open and watching my idols premiere routine and never knowing what their song was or what their costumes looked like. And so that was always like a big impact on us. So we had to keep things private. And so a lot of times Jessica was probably our, our primary coach through so many years. Um, We dated for a long time. So obviously we had that connection, but we were partners. We were friends. super close throughout our whole dance careers pretty much. So Mm -hmm. she was, she was always our eyes as well as Parker when they danced together. Right. Well, as our parents who neither of them being dancers, they were still, um, we, we needed to focus group everything, every cool move, every new trick, every idea we, we obsessed about these things. And so we filmed options. We performed them in front of people. We wanted to see, we wanted to see reaction.
3: I, I personally felt it was one of my favorite moments to have our parents watch because I'd say Jordan and I, we always want to have those moments in a routine to like raise
0: the roof for everyone. Surprise. To watch, yeah.
3: right? And I always remember like those moments, okay, this we're going to show them this move. This is going to be it. And if they didn't have a reaction on them, like I know you guys can see me right now, but I know people who are listening can't see me, but if they didn't like do a little bit of like a, ooh or ah a- after we did it and they just sat there, mm-hmm. we go. We would do it and be so excited. We're like, "This is like this is the shit, right?" We would do it, and they go, "Oh, okay." And we're like, "Next, we'll come back in an hour." So, like, <laughs> you know, that's not it. Then, if it didn't get you out of your seat, like yeah. for for parents that don't dance, you know, it, yeah, we were like, that's actually really important to not for you guys to react, you know. So, and it's right.
2: really hard to get a reaction from only one person in a room. So, not being influenced by a crowd, but one or two people. They usually want to go, oh nice. Like we wanted a reaction. We don't want, oh
3: nice. We want.
2: So we we would we obsessed on things like that. Um and then um, you know, once we once we won a couple US opens, um, little comments that we would hear when we would travel, like especially outside of West Coast Swing, when we would get to a salsa event or to a ballroom event, and we'd have people that had seen us and that just blew our minds because we just think that everyone lives in their own world and only knows their pros. And when people would say, Oh my gosh, don't hate us, but we stole one of your moves. You're going to see it tonight. And we were, like that really, there was no side of us that was upset. That's a huge compliment. It was such a huge compliment to us.
3: Yeah. You know that we reached those
2: people and that really clicked for us of, we can't like, my gosh, I want to steal the move that they're doing tonight, but we can't. <laughs> Because they're watching us. We didn't think they were watching us even. like, I just remember that clicking at a young age that we would rather stare in the mirror for eight hours to come up with one single moment as unique, steal off of YouTube or find a cool right. trick with another couple and take that. We wanted those signature moments. We wanted those things to, to really last. And we wanted people to be able to imitate it. The minute that routine was over, even if you only saw it once, you could either mock it, you could make fun of it, you could imitate it, but you could kind of – you could connect in a way to what you just saw, and it and it would stick with people. Where a lot of times people would say, "Oh, well, I love that routine," but they didn't really know what. Like we wanted some moments in there that that people would be mocking in the next Jack and Jill, or if that song played, they'd know how to re recreate it. And so those kind of things like that really pushed us in the early years not to go back and take moves from our prior routine or um, to keep trying to innovate. Um, Commit. In. Yeah. And
3: um, just real quick, I will say a couple things. I don't know if this is the correct way of thinking, but this is the way I need to think. Is I personally don't watch dance shows.
0: um, I don't either
3: because I don't want to be influenced by other people. Mm -hmm. I need things in my own brain because, like Jordan just said, um, maybe because some of the sales people will take some things, or or people in general. We love that. Mm -hmm. Again, we're very, we feel very blessed that people like what we do. And so with that in mind, I don't want – I want to be creative and innovative so that ours is is something you've never seen before. So I personally like didn't have – I don't watch those shows because mm-hmm. I, I feel like if I did, I would see something, subconsciously take it in my brain and then maybe not even realize I, I'm, I'm taking it. Mm-hmm. So um, I try to go in my own head. Um,
2: and it's funny. There was a long time just when you bring that up there was a long time in our competitive career where we didn't know what we were competing against.
3: Yeah. We
2: didn't watch our competitors. We were so, we, we, we were too affected by, by being in the room, by hearing their cheers by any of that. Like that's just, that was our method. So some people live off of that and we need to live in isolation and we really need to, I mean, we tell ourselves this, but we needed to believe it that it wasn't us competing against them. It was competing against ourselves and it was, Competing against the last year's routine, and it was trying to better ourselves, and we were just on our own journey. And so we really lived in isolation to the point where it would be the end of a year, and we'd be like telling our peers or our friends, Oh my gosh, your routine's so amazing. And they're like, It's the end of the road. Like it's our last performance. We're like, this is the first time we got to see it. Maybe because we drew number one and we danced first and then got to watch the rest of the Mm con so many times where we never knew what, never our,
3: beforehand. what our,
2: our our friends were dancing because we just had to live in our own space, and that was just how we dealt with pressure, dealt with um, the process of creating, but also dealt with the the stress of competing.
0: It's good though that you both are on the same page because when Robert and I were competing, we were on completely two different pages. Well, I he know- likes yeah. he I- likes to be in isolation, and I like to be out in in, in the crowd and you know soak up all that noise and energy
2: and like, you yeah said before remember? that would be like, that would be so tough to be on different pages
0: yeah well <laughs> <laughs> that's anyway, why we're all right. question <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of challenges <laughs> um you guys have overcome you know a lot of challenges or I've gone through you know a lot of challenges you faced you know in in your career you know how did you overcome them, and 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 what would be what what advice would you give to people when they go through challenges in their career?
2: Um, you know, one thing I like to share with students, and and I'll say this when we do seminars sometimes. Um, one of the things I really carried over from sports, and you especially learn this in baseball because there's there's so many at bats, there's so many there's so many attempts. Mm -hmm. good batting average is what maybe hitting half um it's just it's incredible that you're gonna have slumps and and i'm not even talking to routines i'm talking jack and jill strictly's just your own personal take on your dance Mm -hmm. like it's just a it's a roller coaster Um, this this whole dance career is a roller coaster being on top of the world crumbling down i mean we we've ridden that roller coaster we felt all those emotions and you have to kind of remind yourself that what's in the past is in the past, and we were always looking forward. And it was just another at-bat to me. So yes, it meant the world, competing, uh, especially the US Open, but every competition means the world to us. And when it was almost like a wipe of the brow. After the first win, every win after that was almost like, Phew, like we made it. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't even a celebration. It was like, oh my gosh, we, yeah. we survived. Um, but a loss, you, you you had to soak that up. You had to live in that moment for for the time being, But then you had to be able to talk yourself out of it and shake it off. And, you know, this doesn't define me. I've got a contest next weekend. Like it's a whole other story. And so, like we had to be really positive. and we we live with positivity. Like it's very easy, like when I mean, whether it's going all the way back to record dance,
0: Oh Oh, God. Oh God. (laughs) Or
2: whatever it is where when you see negativity and I mean our world is so small compared to celebrities or whatever that is. I don't know how they deal with all that bad publicity, but hearing something negative, it's just whether it's a comment on YouTube or something, it'd be so easy to get caught up in that. And you just learn to to stay positive, to move on, to dust it off. I mean, there's just you watch the pros and you can follow individual pros in Jack and Jill on a successful year uh, a dancer who's winning everything they enter and then slumps for six months slumps for a year i mean there's so many variables what song they draw the partner they draw the and most of the time that's a mental game i really feel that's mental um i feel like there's so much you can control just based on your positivity your outlook um putting things in perspective and so we had to coach ourselves through a lot of those moments um when we were on top of the world and and winning it's it's not believing the hype it's it's you know like our parents were very supportive but but they were they were athlete parents like they were used to okay onto the next season like like it was support and then yet it was like what's next what's the next routine what's the next song like there was just that that feeling so we had to pick each other up many times mm-hmm. um we we would have those moments where it's like your world is ending. You've got a second place. Life is over. And, and then like, you just, something reminds you whether it's life, whether it's, whether it's family, whether it's friends, whether it's something on the news, just put things in perspective, you snap out of it and you, you train yourself to, to think positive and to move forward. And like choosing a career like this, you're going to ride that wave constantly. Mm -hmm. and ride it throughout age throughout wins throughout success failures there's just so much that goes on and yet um most people won't live a competitive life as long as like west coast dancers can Mm -hmm. maybe golfers um because the longevity of our sport and how in some aspect or another you could still compete for so long in this dance Mm -hmm. um and so like we just we had to remind ourselves of that and we had our ways of doing it, um, but we just hope that couples realize this, that whether you're at the top, whether you're at the middle, whether you're at the bottom, that that is, that that is never going to go away. You are always going to have to ride that wave.
0: I feel it's amazing that none of us are crazy. Yeah. When you ride that wave. Or are we? Or, or are we? But <laughs> <laughs> we're
3: you all know, crazy? We're all crazy,
2: so we don't know. It's okay. <laughs> um...
3: But yeah, I mean, and I feel like sometimes when we do go through those experiences, I, I always go back to, I feel like if I was ever down about something, Jordan picks me up. And then if he was upset about something, I'm like, oh, dude, it's okay. Like, you know, I don't know. We, we're good about like picking each other up. I, I don't think i have ever remember in our mind us both being like, and like sitting there with sorrow. It was like, it kind of flipped the switch to kind of.
2: Someone has to take on that role and yeah. kind of push you forward. And you're allowed to have those moments. I mean, and, and so I don't know, sports definitely helped me with that. Um, and I think gymnastics helped you with that. Um, but you know, also the the idea that it, it takes a village, like having a support team, um, like we had a very good support team through family, through friends. Um, that was really important. And if you don't have your team in place, um, you need to figure out who that is. And whether that's professionals, whether it's peers, whether it's family, whatever it is, because um, it's like when you look at the life of a prize fighter or athletes as well. But this is a little bit more even as dance couples, you're like you, you watch these fighters you just like I connect with fighters a lot when I watch Ronda Rousey just uh-huh. like sure. nothing can stop her. And she's taking on everything and she's got right. a movie role while she's also Taking on the second fight that she shouldn't take on so soon, and you you watch her world crash down, and she goes into hiding, and you just you feel for them, and you you remember those moments of gosh, I felt like that, and and then you watch these people get climb back out of it. Some do, some don't, but you watch the ones that do and kind of evolve. And she she evolved into now she's a WWE fighter, but she also just reinvented herself. Fame, yeah, like she just mm-hmm. she she pushed forward, and it took her a while. Um, but I don't know, those we we just connect to those stories and those moments.
3: And I just want to add real quick about challenges. I just feel like um I definitely had personal, I mean we all have had personal challenges. Yes. And that's hard, and we have to always remember that. Like, but I love how when Jordan said the support system. Like I've definitely had some deaths know, you know, um, in mm-hmm. the family and and you have to go to work right away. Yep. Um, um like my dad passed away on a Monday. I had to go to D Town swing on a Wednesday and just suck it all up by Sunday, I kind of like broke down a little bit, but I just had to be professional and having my friends, luckily concert Sarah, whether Benji was there, of course, Jordan, you know, so mm-hmm. had my friends there that I could be with. So that's my family, you know, but so we all have those challenges. And, you know, again, I keep going back to don't air your dirty laundry. Right. And so mm-hmm. at the time I want everyone to have a good time at D town. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you, you know, you never know. And let's say like a, a pro maybe makes a comment, and they're like, oh, that was kind of rude of them. It's like, well, you don't know what happened last week. You know, I don't know. But at the same time, that pro-girl may learn not to be that. It's it's hard because sometimes you can't always hide your emotions. But
0: um, Well, I think people have to understand, too, that we, you know, even though we have a, a profession where we have to be professional and on all the time and respectful and all those things, that sometimes we, too, go through things that are just uncontrollable. Like yeah. a death in the family is not something that's very easy to, you know, shut off or hide, you know, when you're at a dance event, you, you know, you had several, I had several, you've had several, uh, Jordan, Sarah's had them too while we're on the road, uh, working. Um, but the, the difference is, is that we have each other to help, you know, to help one another and also, also give each other some leeway to let us be human and like, be like, Hey, I can't really, you know, I don't really want to talk right now, or I don't really want to dance right now. I'm, I'm going through something really tough and that's okay too. Yeah.
2: yeah. Sure.
0: That's totally okay. It's not, it's not, not okay to be human. Uh, you know, being human is okay. We don't have to be, you know, these tough figures that people are like, Oh my God, you're amazing, which is great. Yeah. But, but then they put us up in, uh, on this pedestal and it makes us hard for us to be human, which is what allows us to, um, absorb all the difficulties that we have sometimes in our job. When we, when we get to be human, we're like, ah, oh, yes, weight off my shoulders. Right. Yeah. True. <laughs> right. So I think that's important for people to understand. Don't you Eric?
1: Absolutely. I mean, we've talked <laughs> on this show about like, I, I'm not nearly at your level of celebrity in our world, but, um, yeah, it's a lot of, it's a lot of work to put on that face. You know, so Tatiana, when you say you have to go to D-Town Swing after a major loss in your family, I can only imagine that that's exhausting. That is. It was
3: exhausting, but, you know, it's go- with the- I feel this job is perfect for me. People give me energy.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: I can forget, like, I- I'll be, te- I forget, but I can just be, like, people, and I it makes you You'll forget
0: for the time being. Yeah. So in the I get lost in the yeah. moment.
3: And then, right. like, when I'm alone, I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is what happened. You know, so I... Thank God every day for giving me this job because this mm-hmm. job's for me. Like, I can be so tired. And then we have a workshop. I walk in the room and I'm like, okay, I'm awake. Like, I've never really been tired in a workshop mm-hmm, uh, yeah. because of the energy from people. So, yeah. But, yeah, it, it's – so that doesn't feel fake when I'm actually in the workshop. It's really interesting. It's when I'm, like, wanting to walk to my room and I'm really tired. And then someone comes up to me and maybe I'm not wanting to smile. Then I put the smile on my face. That does feel – but I'm just trying to be nice because I don't want them to see like, oh, I'm really
0: sad right yeah, now. You
1: know. yeah, yeah, for sure.
3: Uh, but that's where it feels like I'm putting it on sometimes when in the rare moments that I'm not feeling up for
1: it, you know. So Yeah. Well, and that speaks to, uh, you know, the, we've talked about this. I think we talked about it with Debbie, Deborah, um, that, you know, a lot of people go to dance for the release. Right. To kind right. of forget about what's going on in life and feed mm-hmm. off the energy of others and just True. get away from all the other stresses.
0: We will continue this conversation in next week's
1: episode. So stay tuned. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you want to share your thoughts and reactions with us about this episode or any of our episodes, you can post a comment on our website. You can respond to our posts on Facebook, or you can share your thoughts in a discussion group on Facebook. You can also email Deborah and me through our site at thenakedtruthwcs.com or through our Facebook page. To get the latest news, be sure to follow us on Facebook, subscribe to our weekly newsletter, follow us on Instagram, or one of you can be the 50th (laughs) follower on Twitter. We're at 49. Who's it going to be? Let's find out.
0: Don't forget, you can buy some stylish swag at our online store. Just go to thenakedtruthwcs.com forward slash store to buy yours today. We can ship it to you or we can
1: get it to you at an upcoming event. Again,
0: that's the naked truth, wcs.com
1: forward slash store. And if you haven't already, you can subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you don't listen to podcasts, check out one of these apps. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a moment to leave us a review on Facebook. And if you're on iTunes, please rate us and give us a review over on iTunes. Thank you so much for joining us. My name is Eric, and I'm Deborah. And, and that's, that's the naked, naked truth. truth. Congratulations, Jordan.
2: Oh, thank you.
1: Yes. Plus, it looked like an amazing trip. With engagement aside,
2: it was it was an amazing trip and stressful. I didn't know it'd be so stressful. It was <laughs> so weird,
0: though, right?
2: What? Who are Families you with? Makes it stressful. Yeah. No, no, no. You know, I mean the proposal. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, you were stressed out about the proposal? I was
2: stressed. I was so stressed. Like, not that she wouldn't say yes, but like, you know, but I you had all this stuff right? in my head and then I totally screwed it up. I, it was hilarious. I opened the box upside down. <laughs> like, it's funny how you think you're so cool and then you turn into like an instant nerd. <laughs> and it's just a struggle. Um, Like the location, I changed my mind like 15 times. How come? Um, you know, too many people or I didn't like, yeah. I didn't like the vibe. I felt like the crowds of the streets. Yeah. There were, yeah. There were just places that were perfect if it was empty, but right. I mean there's so many thousand people there that weekend. So.
0: But. Oh my God. I'm so excited. You opened the box upside down. Oh,
2: <laughs> yeah. Like that thing could have gone off the edge of that roof and then we would have had a whole other problem.
3: I just love watching like Jordan, like we're trying to, we put like, keep playing, like Person, like you're taking a photo and then like this is right. going to be it so someone needs to be videoing but looking like it's a photo Right. so he's just stands in the the video that i'm not going to show he stands in the distance and she's looking at him ready to like pose this way and he's just like and I, I know i'm like oh he's nervous oh, he's so <laughs> and i'm like when is he gonna do it and i'm like and then he goes finally looks at her and then he goes down but it's like funniest video of him just going <laughs> Like, taking a oh. moment.
2: <laughs> there was a stall. There was definitely a stall. <laughs> Just to kind of get his
3: thoughts. and it was cute. Well, Makes so for a better
2: excited. story.
1: Yeah. True. true.
3: <laughs>